0: The following content contains some explicit language that might not be suitable for children or Mormons. Today, September 29th, 2022, from Peachfish Productions, it's The Gist. I'm Mike Pesca. My Son Hunter is a new movie, not in a theater near you, and maybe not on a streaming service that you subscribe to, but it is a popular film that purports to show the connection between Hunter Biden and his father, Joe. Produced by Breitbart and Being touted in conservative circles, here's Ben Ferguson a couple of weeks ago talking about the power of this film, My Son Hunter. Uh, you, You look at the reality of this film, and again, it's all based in what the Biden crime family did, except instead of reading about it, you actually get to watch it. What they actually did. The right is portraying this film as something like docudrama. Fox has been hyping it, having the stars on. Ferguson, who's not affiliated with Breitbart, just likes the message. At one point in his show, he talked about your obligation as a conservative to watch it and get the word out. And what is being emphasized about the film is it's not just a story. In fact, it is actually rooted in historical accuracy. Now, this movie, this, this film, My Son Hunter, uh, is a movie produced with the laptop information. Now, this is a movie that is based absolutely not in entertainment, but entertainment it is, or strives to be. Because for the audience to be able to experience events like this, experience that they maybe vaguely know about, maybe know about in depth, but have only read about them, or have heard about them in talk shows. To see that unspool, as it were, on film, in film form, it is a major path that ideas take to getting lodged in our consciousness. Think about what a meme really means. We think it is just a picture of Pepe or some little piece of art that gets shunted around the internet. A meme is a unit of cultural information. And so the producers of this film sought to create a meme and I guess they would say to give them benefit of the doubt, a piece of art. And that is why I had the producer and writer of this film, Phelan McAleer, on. I don't generally, if you know about this, I don't believe in anti-platforming arguments. I believe in talking to interesting people. I don't think that you, my audience, have minds susceptible to infection. Then again, I'm not ABC World News Tonight. If I was a different forum, I might take a different tact. But what I genuinely wanted to do was talk to the producer and ask him, How he sees his job, how he sees the audience, how he sees the landscape. I think there's value in that. You're going to hear that interview. I think he gave good interesting answers. That's all that I was after. I did not see my task as trying to engage in a grand gotcha. I don't think the interview is that. I didn't think it should be an exercise in dickering about this or that assertion. And yet, to some extent, as you'll also hear, that was thrust upon me. So it's a long spiel as necessitated by the claims made in the interview and in the film, My Son Hunter. Here now, the producer and co-writer of that film, Phelim MacLeary. The name of the film is My Son Hunter. It's a, well, it says it's factual, but not true. Actually, I am a royal fuck-up. Aren't we all? You have no idea. No one
1: can fuck up the way that I fuck up. Tell me how I can help you. I don't deserve help. Why would you say that? Do you know who I am?
0: Story of, yeah, Hunter Biden. It was released on September 7th by Breitbart News. And a producer of this is the documentarian, Philom McAleer. He joins me now. Hi, welcome to The Gist. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me on, Mike. I don't know if this is true. The reported budget is $2.5 Could you just take me through the economics of a film like this or this film? Uh, how much does it cost? How do you expect to make your money? Classic box office receipts in theaters. Um, other considerations that I might not even have thought of.
1: Well, like so much has been reported uh, by about this movie, that's not correct. It's not two point five million. I don't know where they get these uh, these figures out of. Yeah, I think, they just, I think they just pull. I mean, it's just there's a there's a kind of a smear campaign against the movie. The Movie was under two million of a budget. Uh, we raised it through crowdfunding. Uh, we're selling the movie for twenty two dollars uh, at mysonhunter.com. Uh, it's doing incredibly, incredibly well. Uh, uh, it's great to be working with Breitbart, getting their reach. Uh, we've done movies before we did Gosnell. I've done plays, you know, um, it's, it's, we've done documentaries, as you say, and we've also, we've got, we've, uh, we've had a New York times best selling books. So we already have a database of hundreds of thousands of people who like our stuff. Uh, and, uh, we, you know, and then Breitbart came in with their reach, so it's been a very, it's been a very interesting and successful launch.
0: So I have seen the movie, and have you made back? I mean, I'm talking to you as the producer, but we'll get to the uh, themes and content of the movie. But it, has it been, or is it on the road to be financially successful thus far? How many people have downloaded it at twenty two dollars?
1: Well, I, actually, I don't know. That's a that's a Breitbart figure. You'd have to ask them. Um, I, I genuinely don't know that. But in terms of Uh, Media coverage. I think it's been a huge. In terms of getting the story out to, you know, it it was made by the way through a not-for-profit, a five hundred one c three. So you know, it wasn't. It's not a straightforward, you know, profit and loss idea. It was about getting the truth out there, getting the story out there. This was a story that was suppressed before the last election uh, by big tech, big and big media. They all joined together. So we, 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 you know, I think. It's definitely been a success in the sense that, you know, the, the charity that made the, the, the movie The movie is called the Unreported Story Society, which focuses on untold stories.
0: Well, if it's about getting the truth out there, oh, why does it start with the title not based on a true story?
1: It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it says this is. This is not a true story except for all the facts.
0: Right. So there is that, there's that little wink and a nod. It's said as a title on the screen and the uh, Secret Service agent played by Gina Carano says that. So it says, this is not a true story. And then I think in a winking manner, except for all the facts. And since, listeners, since my listeners haven't seen it, I would say the general um, presentational style is very much like an Adam McKay movie. Which is to say, and you can tell me if you see that or were influenced by it, there are lots of techniques where there are titles on the screen, where at one point the words fact check will appear, where there are flashbacks and breaking the fourth wall. So it's a combination. It's a little bit like Veep or um, or Don't Look Up where the the orientation of the filmmaker is clear and they're using a lot of postmodern or modern communication techniques to sort of letting you in on the story. But you tell me, you, do you see the McKay strains in this movie?
1: I would I would agree with that, yeah. Um, I think no, we made it before Don't Look Up came out, I would add. or So uh, if anything, Don't Look Up copied us. I'm joking. But no, uh, we, def- we made it before Don't Look Up. But yeah, there's a definite... Uh, breaking of the fourth wall, as you say, things will come up like fact checks, you know, which is kind of a, a, a postmodern uh, look back at all these so-called fact checkers. Very interesting. Nobody has fact checked this movie. So we have a million fact checkers out there in the, in the world. And I always, uh, I'm, my background is journalism. And I always know that when journalism, journalists don't cover stories or don't ask questions, it's because they won't like the answer and they know that. So no one has fact-checked this
0: story. I will say that the technique of not a true story except for the facts does allow you, and this is a critique that was lobbed at someone like John Stewart. Okay, so when you want to be entertaining, you could claim that mantle. When you want to be factual, you could claim that mantle. So there are just little things in the movie, like one character says to another, how come when I Google the Bidens, it's only positive news? And then the person answers, oh, you have to look at this alternative search engine. Now, that's crazy if you google the bidens you won't get only positive news you'll certainly get I'm, I, I don't know if it would uh, comport with your definition of what the percentage of good and bad news is but it's just not true that google only gives you positive news
1: well i mean the opening of the movie by the way is is a is a reference to all these movies that claim to be based on a true story and then they they pay, right. s- play fast and loose with the facts so it's uh, it's a, it's a kind of acknowledgement that this is a true story, this is based on a true story, has no credibility nowadays at all, right? Right. So now Google have admitted to um, pushing certain stories. I mean, if you you go into, I mean, and they've admitted this, there are stories where where Google will push certain information about certain stories down down the fact checker. Google have decided that there are x number they have uh, called called news guard where x number of outlets are the accepted outlets and other outlets are are pushed further down They 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 create this hierarchy of um of acceptable news outlets
0: right so this is so nitpicky i don't want to get to other things but your claim was no one fact checked it character says when i google the biden's i only find good things that is not factual in the year whenever this took place or uh it would not have been true that you only find good things when you Google the Bidens. But again, that could be one of those portions of the movie that falls under the rubric of not a true story or a license. I certainly allow movie makers to take artistic license to tell a movie. It just kind of, if you want to, as a documentarian, if you want to have us both interpret it as fact and not as fact at the same time, it becomes pretty easy to you know, make the claim that it hasn't been fact-checked, oh, that wasn't an actual assertion of a fact that we were engaged in. Is there a question there? There is a question. As a filmmaker, it's quite easy to present something and to demand that it be fact-checked, but when it is fact-checked, to retreat to, oh, that's not really an assertion of a fact. Isn't that true?
1: Well, look, I'm not demanding that it be fact-checked it's a it's a movie right it's not a, it's not a documentary
0: mm-hmm. you weren't critiquing other media for not fact checking it
1: yeah yes yes i was yes but i'm not demanding that they that they fact check it i'm you know I'm, I'm just saying that some you know normally something like this would be fact checked and it's it's actually it's very ripe for fact checking because uh you can look at you know 20 things in it and and see which are which are factual uh, and which are not. I mean, there's a lot of facts in it. There's a lot of things presented as facts, um, and you know, I, I thought that that would be a, a good place for for these outlets.
0: How do you fundamentally see Hunter Biden as a character?
1: You mean Hunter Biden as a real person, or Hunter Hunter Biden as a character? In the room?
0: No, the the Hunter Biden that you constructed based on the real Hunter. But again, I I certainly grant filmmakers the ability to take license. Is he, what, a tragic figure, a flawed figure, as the Greeks would look at a tragic figure? Does he remind you of any other prominent characters that you know from literature or film?
1: Um, in the movie, in the movie, and uh, and to a certain extent in real life, you know, but I'm not saying I know the man at all. But in the movie, he's definitely tragic, actually. He's a classic tragic figure. Um, you know, he... he He's had a terrible life, uh, a terrible young life. Um, He lost his mother and his sister in a car accident. Um, But, you know, then he was brought up uh, with the golden boy. You know, Bo was always the golden boy. And we see that, we do see that in families. Sometimes there's a golden boy and the not-so-golden boy. And his role was the not-so-golden boy. And that was a tough life. He comes from an Irish family, uh, and it's very, it's, it's well known that they're, there's a, a lot of alcoholism in that family. Joe Biden's been open about that.
0: Sure. And he's written about this in his book. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So it it comes, it comes from this family that has addiction problems. And, uh, you know, so that, so, you know, he, and then, then he, his father becomes this extremely powerful person. And he then takes advantage of that power, uh, uh, to make money. And, you know, gets a job with Burisma, 86000 a month for five years, takes a crack hit every 20 minutes by his own admission. But I think then the people around him, and I mean Joe Biden and I mean other members of the family and other members of his entourage, rather than seeing Hunter Biden as this addicted person who needs lots and lots of help. I think he's a tragic figure in so many ways, uh, but I think the people around him, uh, have not been kind to him in, in the movie and, and to a certain extent in real life.
0: How do you see Joe Biden as a figure in this movie? What about Devin? I mean, can we trust him? He's, uh, he's not family. And you discussed it with him yourself when he visited you at the White House. Yeah. He sure as I better still have my split. My dude, come on, man. You'll get your money, I uh, hey, hey, don't give me the come on because if you don't have it, I'm gonna take you outside. And the living hell out of you. Some adjectives that I'd apply to the Joe Biden of this movie are domineering, insensitive, manipulative, and it doesn't exactly comport with, I'm not going to use the truth, but at least the public persona of Joe Biden. And I think notably the public persona that I see every day uh, on Breitbart, where the biggest critics of Joe Biden portray him as a bumbler who is, you know, one step away from maybe defecating on himself, just a total incompetent. But in this movie, he's a Svengali pulling the strings. Uh, do you agree with my assessment? And why'd you make those choices?
1: You can't laugh or you can't um, feel angry towards or you can't have any emotions towards someone who's suffering from senility, right? If you portray someone with Alzheimer's, you're cruel if you make fun of them. You're cruel if you, you know, I mean, I, I, I have no interest in doing it from a human point of view or, or from a dramatic point of view. And and by the way, Joe Biden's very capable of, of holding a, doing an interview for 60 minutes, uh, debating Donald Trump for three hours, two years ago or whatever. And we do show that in the movie. He's, he, he loses it every so often and he, you know, he answers his phone upside down and, and gets words confused but we also show him as, I think, as a as a, as as a bragger, uh, as self-interested.
0: Okay, I will acknowledge that humans contain multitudes and people can behave in opposite ways. But to a large extent, these are mutually exclusive categories. The bumbler is not even in charge of his own faculties and the uh, puppet master string puller. And so... I was just interested to know, when you said you can't portray someone as senile and have an interesting conflict in terms of dramatic tension, that was... No, I
1: didn't say that. No, no, I didn't say that. You
0: you have no interest in beating up or picking on someone who is senile. So to me, what you were telling me is that when you made the artistic choice of how to... uh, Portray joe biden as a character in this movie there were downsides to portraying him as a senile or as you know a victim of losing his uh faculties so you portrayed him as somewhat strong
1: well i mean i mean i think it's i think it's i think i think it's factual i mean I, I, you know he's the president of the united states here he ran a campaign he's just given an interview to 60 minutes i think he's you know he's just given a speech to the united nations so uh you know is he old and does he have moments uh, I think we all agree he does
0: my question in a nutshell is the joe biden in this movie is he a stronger character for dramatic purposes than you think he is in real life is he a more forceful in control character in this movie than you think he is in real life um you have
1: to remember this by the way this movie was set like two two years ago so i think uh, at that stage i think um i think no i think it's a, a you know it's an accurate you know accurate representation it's a and um, we we capture all of that i think
0: in the movie there are all news networks that or I, I would assume are meant to be CNN or maybe MSNBC, and they're portrayed, you know, in an exaggerated way for comic effect, although I'm sure you would point out that phrases like mostly peaceful protests certainly were uttered on those networks many times. But my point was, it wasn't actual clips from CNN. But then when it comes to other news networks like Fox, you used actual clips. Was that a rights issue or why'd you make that choice?
1: I think it was a rights issue. Um, Well, I think the opening scenes were kind of, they were kind of uh, an amalgam, and we also were including actors in the footage, if you know what I mean, it it wasn't so much about the the report, that was just a, a, again, a collage of previous reports. So We were were planting actors in the scene, so you wouldn't want to, it would be very awkward and, and not feel right if you included our actors, people would just bristle at it. If you included our actors,
0: but when you use clips of actual Martha McCallum on Fox, does that mean Fox gave you the rights to that, or were you pursuing a fair use argument?
1: Good question. Uh, I believe it's fair use.
0: Okay. And was part of that if you use CNN and assertive fair use, you per, you maybe thought that they would come after you legally, but Fox wouldn't. Was that part of the calculation? No,
1: no. Because if you, if you look at the, if you look at the bit after the after the credits, we
0: use clips from many who's the intended audience for this would you say um uh, the world uh, you know um... (laughs) yeah right i know you're not turning away anyone's dollars but when you make it you know there are certain references that i think people who weren't who weren't say regular readers of breitbart or listeners to you know the war room or maybe ben shapiro wouldn't get them right isn't isn't that true
1: well you you know people don't have to get everything right you know, it's not, you know, and you don't want to spell everything out for people. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it, look, it, you know, if people get, you know, and often if you have something that only certain people get, they feel a little bit, oh, I'm in the inside track here. So it's, it's, it's you know, don't think that just because there's a phrase you, that, you know, 10% of the population recognize, if it fits the story, but it's, it's a clever use of a phrase, I'm quite happy that some people don't get the, 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 the Easter egg that it is. As you can see, it's uh, it's entertaining. It's funny. Uh, it's there's a storyline to it. There's a love story. So it's 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 designed for for the, the, the Now that was another reason why we didn't throw, throw nudity into it. It was it's designed for the for a mass audience rather than a particular audience.
0: I acknowledge you made the movie that you wanted to make, and so we can't compare it to something like All the President's Men, but that's a movie where they don't fill in the blanks if they don't know the answers. You know, Nixon's actual motivations are not portrayed, and there's never a scene where we see Nixon ordering the break-in because they couldn't prove that. Your movie's different. Fine. My question is, do you think that All the President's Men would have benefited had they filled in more of the blanks, make it more of a pointed movie that... Puts the blame squarely, unambiguously on Nixon.
1: It's a very funny comparison. All the presidents, man. There are there are plenty of more recent movies that you could compare uh, My Son Hunter to. You could compare, it, for example, to the miniseries, The Comey Rule. Um, you know, which was uh, a, a mini series about what turned out to be a hoax in the end. I, I think it's a. I'm not sure it's a great comparison. Comparing um, a A book, uh, a a movie from 1975 to a absurdist comedy, you know, a a very serious movie from 1975 where uh, where everyone's in suits hanging around offices typing on typewriters.
0: So to some extent, is, is my son Hunter in the vein or an answer to the sort of movies like The Comey Rule or Recount or movies that air on Showtime, HBO? Uh, get a lot of acclaim, um, I'm sure you would say they're treated reverentially and as the truth, and you find flaws in the uh, story they're portraying. So was that part of the motivation? If they do movies like this, we could do our own movies like that?
1: No, I'm happy enough that it stands on its own. It's not a response to anything. I mean, it's it's an on-report story. It's an untold story. And given my journalism background and, and given, you know, my desire to to cause trouble uh I think it was it was a right decision to make this movie
0: what I meant by that question is the culture the zeitgeist is influenced by many things and these Danny strong movies like recount or game change that's part of it it gets a lot of attention I don't know how much business it does it's on premium cable so there you are I know that Breitbart always said and Bannon agrees with that our politics are downstream of our culture you're seeing what's going on on let's say the left or you know maybe you would say the liberal media that they're creating cultural uh, products that are talking about politics in a way that comport with the way they see the world do broadly speaking the people who make your kind of movies you are one um bannon's one are they wanting to do that with the way they see the world is that part of why a movie like this exists
1: Well, I don't want to speak for anybody else's movie, right? Uh, You know, because you know, I don't, I don't want to look into their souls uh, or their motivations. No, you look, our background is journalism. The producer's background on this is is journalism um, and and storytelling, I suppose, which is as a proponent of journalism. And this this is a great untold story. uh, And how do you get that untold story to uh, millions of people? the way you do now you can do two things I suppose now you can make a podcast or you can make a movie Um, and uh, we felt this was this was definitely a movie I'll tell you
0: fellow McAleer is the writer and producer of the film My Son Hunter thanks so much for your time
1: thanks all the best bye
0: And now the spiel. So Mr. McAleer, as you heard, seemed quite upset to have been denied a proper fact check. So I will oblige. Here now is a fact check of my son Hunter. While the movie is a target-rich environment for applying factual scrutiny, it is in a way its own chimera. The film plays on tropes of propaganda to, it thinks, cleverly thwart the very idea of facts. But if you were to honestly and earnestly ask the question, oh my God, did that happen? You will find, in a very square, unpostmodern way, the answer is so often, not really. At one point, the Secret Service agent, played by Gina Carano, asserts, Oh, and one
1: more thing. It's a little
0: off topic, but Epstein didn't kill himself. That is not a fact. The Hunter Biden character says, I did join the, the Naval
1: Reserve but I was thrown out on my first day for having too much cocaine
0: in my blood. That is not a fact. The characters of Joe and Hunter Biden exchange this dialogue. They're already on for that (sighs) Tareem. She was one, uh, one sweet smelling young lady. You have eight women with claims against you, dad. Not a fact. But all of those unfactual assertions aren't lies per se. Epstein, you probably know about. There's a cottage industry in speculating about the wealthy pedophile's death. Hunter wasn't thrown out of the Navy his first day. He was commissioned in 2012, assigned to the Navy Public Supports Element East In 2013, discharged in 2014, but it was for cocaine use. Hunter Biden is, after all, an addict. And as far as the claims by women, not in a legal sense, not even in a moral sense, not of sexual harassment or impropriety. There was a time when New York Magazine and the New York Times were pretty eager to chronicle any woman who claimed that Joe Biden hugged them in an uncomfortable way. So these publications found eight such women, one Said Joe Biden squeezed her shoulders, complimenting her smile, and held her, quote, for a beat too long. There was another who, according to New York Magazine, quote, believes that Biden violated her personal space. And another who said Biden rested his hand on her shoulder and then started to move it down her back, which left her feeling very uncomfortable. I don't know if a fact check would raise those claims in the movies as half true, somewhat true, needs more context. That's a rubric I see in some fact checks, but it really doesn't matter. Those aren't facts. What they are is statements that fall under the catch-all standard articulated by the movie. This is not a true story, except for all the facts. If the wink doesn't offer sweeping immunity, the nod should prove exculpatory. There are several claims in My Son Hunter that are true. Hunter Biden did business with the Chinese. Hunter Biden did business with the Ukrainians. Hunter Biden was, I guess we would still say, is an addict with a libidinous streak. But the film delights in innuendo. For instance, there's this scene in which Hunter receives a call about a cash transfer.
1: Hello? Hunter, darling.
0: Hey, baby. I have the money I promise. I will wire you $3.5 million. The movie never says those millions were a result of a crime, but here's what it shows. Men with axes walk into a home, then proceed off screen. Grunts and chopping sounds are heard. And one of the men comes back into frame. His face is splattered with blood and he dials a cell phone. The implication could not be clearer. Do we see that as a fact or a lie? Well, I will say courts use a reasonable person standard for inferences. There is only one reason to include the shot of a blood splattered man vowing to wire money to Hunter Biden through an intermediary. There is a kind of delight that propagandists have in making pretty clear allegations without seeming to make the allegation. Legally, it's not as solid as a certain strain of demagogue would have their followers believe there are plenty of people in jail who think the cleverness of only being 99% explicit would save them. So fact check rating on all of this? Yeah, we know what you're doing. At one point in the film, Hunter discusses dealing with the Chinese, and this is asserted.
1: So whatever happened to that Patrick Ho guy you were supposed to lawyer for?
0: He was detained by the government.
1: He vanished, never seen again, disappeared
0: actually. He was seen every day for 36 months in the Manhattan Correctional Facility. He was deported and then jailed in Hong Kong, where they, again, are watching him rather closely. But more importantly to the thesis of this work is that Patrick Ho has no proven or really any plausible connection to Joe Biden. Hunter did get a call from the guy upon arrest, but the connection to Joe Biden, which would be the only thing making this an actual scandal, it's simply the stuff of conjecture. And at the center of many, many investigations by media, government, multinational agencies is the question, did Joe Biden know or benefit from Hunter Biden's dealings? And the answer has consistently been no, or at least we looked very hard and cannot prove it. Fine, you say, they're all in on it. So I'll defer to the report put forward by the U.S. Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Government Affairs and the U.S. Senate Committee on Finance. It was a joint report. It was put out just by the Republicans. The Democrats had their own report. Of course, these two couldn't get together on a shared narrative. The Democrats pretty much totally cleared Joe Biden. But even the Republicans, not incentivized to clear Joe Biden, could not come up with any tangible linkage between Joe Biden and wrongdoing, not criminally, not under any known statute, not under any rule. The Republicans found, and I will quote, the extent to which Hunter Biden's role on Burisma's board affected U.S. policy toward Ukraine is not clear. It's murky. It is not a fact. The committee questioned the ethics of the Bidens, the wisdom of Joe Biden. They examined the perception of a conflict of interest, but they could not find any and they did not in any way assert that Joe Biden benefited in any way from whatever China or Ukraine or any other activities were overseen by his son, Hunter. But my son, Hunter, the film, makes the flat out assertion that Joe was in on it. Controlling things, benefiting, at least half a dozen times. This is from the mouth of the Joe Biden character. What about our um, Ukraine-China deals? It'll keep those documents on there, do you? Our Ukraine deals. This is Joe Biden, quote-unquote Joe Biden, again. Shares so I better still have my split. And once more. Oh, we can find buyers. They'll pay a lot, if it can be kept private. Over and over and over again, Joe Biden is portrayed as enmeshed in benefiting from and orchestrating criminal kickbacks for which there is no evidence he benefited from, orchestrated or even knew anything about. Anything's possible, but it's no more fact that can survive a fact check that Joe Biden was in on Hunter's business than it is to assert that there really is a Blair Witch haunting the Maryland woods or that. Some version of the Declaration of Independence doesn't have a cipher written in Invisible ink. Could be true. Can't prove it's not. Every UFO movie, I would say, has at least as strong a factual basis as the stuff in My Son Hunter, which portrays Joe Biden as a crime boss. Because in the end, this is not a thing of facts. It's not really meant to be. It's meant to give people who already believe in this story some appealing visuals and the grammar of a feature film. They can then play this in their heads, because is this the way we think about narratives in 2022? And this allows people already believing it to flesh out ideas they've been fed previously in website or truth social form. At the end of the movie, the female protagonist tries to sell her tale to a hard-bitten, fedora-doffing journalist who wandered in from an airing of His Girl Friday on AMC. She delivers the thesis statement. It is a claim without solid evidentiary basis.
1: Hunter's been using his father's name to make deals with foreign government connected businesses. Joe gets a percentage cut of the deals and he influences foreign policy decisions in favor
0: of those companies and governments. No, he doesn't. Saying so on the pages of Breitbart doesn't make that claim a fact. Repeating it, even from a presidential debate stage, does not make that claim a fact. Airing it on Newsmax does not transmogrify claim into fact. Shooting a whole movie larded with some arguable moments of levity, but also some clear propagandistic techniques doesn't make that a fact. It is, I'll say it again, a claim without evidence. The other claims without evidence that come before it, that set it up, do not confer upon the thesis any higher evidentiary status than that. Because that's not how facts work. Facts work by being able to be proved or disproved, to be falsified. One must be able to demonstrate the accuracy, the truth of an assertion for it to be a fact that wasn't done here. Of course, at this point, the filmmakers can retreat to the, we never said it was a true story part of things. And congrats, you put that on the screen. Mm-hmm but you did also ask for the fact check, and now you got it. It does not check out. If you want to slip away from that standard and everything indicates that you do, fine. But my son Hunter fails as fact. And that's it for today's show. Corey War is the assistant producer of The Gist, and Joel Patterson's the senior producer. Michelle Pesca is COO of Peachfish Productions. The Gist is presented in collaboration with Libsons Advertise Cast. For advertising inquiries, go to advertisecastcom The Gist. Umperu, Gperu, and thanks for listening.